<laughs> you guys still have that swear jar? No. Um, it's full of money. I just don't know what to do with the money. <laughs> well, you said you were going to give I, it to somebody. Yeah, right. Contest. Take it someplace and maybe put it in one of those UNICEF jars at a restaurant or something. <laughs> yeah, you should do a, an episode, a giveaway or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I can buy with uh, uh, an impressive $22 oh, in quarters. Yeah. Not much. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Especially I in 2024. Mike. Sorry, everybody. No, you're good. My kid got me sick. And I oh. passed out. I didn't know you were sick. Yeah, dude, I told about, uh, I was feeling shitty, but not this bad. And then earlier, it just kind of hit me. This is going to make for a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just felt like the vibration under my belly. I'm like, what the f- is that? I woke up. I'm like, oh, that's my phone. It's bow. Just adjust <laughs> your levels really low. We'll be fine. Oh god! What are we talking about? Amber wasn't home when you felt that vibration below your belly. Was she? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Should have clarified that a little better. <laughs> you said it. And what do you got? You get the flu or something? I have no idea. Mm. Jason didn't have a temperature. He didn't have anything bad. It was just, um, he got a body ache, yeah. coughs, which if I get his cough, I'm going to the hospital and they put me in a coma. <laughs> oh boy. Sounds like the flu. It's got the Rona. I tested him. That's going around <laughs> again. How is it? I gotta bring it back just for the election. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Gotta make sure we stay indoors for the summer. (laughs) Mail in ballots, baby. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bring them on. Welcome to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. Where Posey, AJ, and Jamie ignite your passion for pyromusical show design while testing the very limits of your capacity for stupid. Welcome to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. I'm Bo. That's Sicky. Hola. <laughs> it's Jamie. What's up? We're obvious since we're professional pyro show designers, big fans of the modern pyro musical, and our little podcast is a place where we can get together, talk, shop, fireworks, art, and share tips, tricks, news, and insights with you. Uh, gentlemen, hello. Uh, we're delighted this week to have a pyro content creator and YouTuber, Michael Carr, the novice pyro, with us. What's up, Mikey? How are you, man? I'm good. How you doing? Good. How'd you get into content creation? Oh, content creation uh, is relatively new for me. Um, Newbie in all forms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've done uh, I've done digital media and design, you know, for 20 yeah. years now. So uh, that's with my day job, and just recently getting into fireworks, you know, as a passion of mine. Um, it just made sense to combine them. The quality of the content in Pyro, I guess the actual content itself, it's it's good. But like, you know, presentation and quality and there's there's a lot in Pyro that just is kind of untapped and it just doesn't really age, I guess, with the times. Right. But I, I, you know, I really do watch, enjoy watching your stuff. Yeah, well, someone does. That's great. <laughs> it's a tough crowd, huh? <laughs> it's small. It can be. Yeah, it's a small crowd. 
you know, the guys that have been doing content creation in the pyro space for a long time, they're like the OGs. Really enjoy Joel Robinson stuff, but like solid content creation as far as, you know, quality and just the time that you put into video and the content itself, it's necessary to really draw in an interested base. It's true. And I'm surprised. Um, you know, when I first started the Novice Pyro channel, um, I had noticed, you know, through trying to get information um, on pyrotechnics that there was a lot of channels that were um, demo channels, right? But there was nothing that was, um, you know, this is me starting pyrotechnics. This is what you should do or what you should look at. Um, and I really struggled to find that information. So that was one of the reasons why I started the channel. Um, just to showcase uh, what it's like to be a newcomer uh, in pyro. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I hope I'm doing it justice. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, and the content's entertaining, too. Like, yeah, you, you you're not like boring and just talking to them like, hey, guys, like you can tell the genuine like excitement passion. and yeah passion yep. when you're doing it like you you could be a uh, nighttime host like you get all that spirit in you <laughs> <laughs> uh, late night pyro with the office pyro <laughs> Michael Cobb hey man that's a really good show <laughs> alright delete that part <laughs> product videos in pyro you know they serve their purpose because everybody wants to know what stuff does what you're doing and experiencing something new in your hobby and you kind of exploring the hobby and you know putting that on display for the entirety of the pyro hobbyist community that's wonderful because not only are you drinking from the fire hose on the fireworks side but you're drinking from the fire hose on the content creation side but then you have the you know the opinion of the community that goes along with that too and Every waking, you know, living those mistakes, because I think we all lived these mistakes for a long time. And, you know, we're, we're afraid to, to go out and put those on display, um, you know, for all the good things that go along with showing off your journey. Pyro can be a tough crowd. Yeah, it can. Um, but I'd say it's 99% positive. So, um, you know, the negative feedback I've gotten um, is... Hey, I like this. Why don't you like this? Um, and you know, I've I've cracked a few jokes here and there, and I think I'm funny. Not everybody does. Um, we're not going to please everybody, but I mean, uh, I try to be uh, legal <laughs> and safe. Um, and if I'm doing those two things, everything else is really just my opinion. Um, so someone may disagree with that, and I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you do you, right? Um, yep. That's what we always say. It's Everyone's got their own way of doing things. It's just what you enjoy. You do what you enjoy, period. You can't, Like you just said, you can't please everybody. You can't. You can't. I'd like to, but uh, that's just not going to work out. <laughs> um, it's one of those pyronundrums, right? <laughs> What's the status of consumer fireworks up in... It's in Michigan, right? You're Michigander? <laughs> Yeah, it, it used to be illegal uh, when I was younger. Um, yeah, anything aerial, right? So we're we used to be safe and sane, I guess. Um, nowadays, um, you know, it's legal all the major holidays, right? 
Um, and, uh, I think, um, yeah, I think it's pretty much the same as, as most of the states. Um, I believe Ohio is a little, little more strict, I think, than and Michigan. But, uh, I, I think Ohio just waits and waits and waits and waits to see what the rest of the country does. And then <laughs> eventually, 20 years after the rest of the country is cool with it, they're like, yeah, that's fine. Guess we'll, we'll go ahead and legalize it. Did you know, though, that right before Ohio legalized consumer fireworks, the way the laws were written, the proposals were written, it was going to be probably one of the most liberal fireworks laws in the country. And then they wound up doing like a subcommittee where the subcommittee looked at it and they're like, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to give people the ability to shoot until midnight every night, 365 days a year, <laughs> anytime they want. I mean, I think it's a great idea. I, don't, I think it's awesome, but... They, I wasn't they, on that subcommittee. <laughs> Guys, I don't see any issue with this at all. <laughs> no. At least you guys get to shoot something illegally <laughs> sometimes throughout the year, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah. travel to Iowa. <laughs> What's up, family? Hey, I'm here. Time to blow some stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> with you being new to Pyro, I, I guess let's uh, let's start with the origin story. You know, where'd you start and how'd you start? How'd you get into fireworks? My journey. Um my journey is not very long in terms of, you know, what I'm putting out there, um, on the channel, but, um, I guess I can back up to a moment. I remember from the late nineties, um, I went to a show with my friends in, uh, Fowlerville, Michigan, and I just assumed it was going to be a regular fireworks show. You know, they go up, they go boom. Um, but, uh, it turns out it was a pyro musical and it was a good one. Nice. Um, and I had never seen anything like that in my life. Uh, so I think that's the pivotal moment in my life that I remember to this day that really, you know, showed me what's possible with, with fireworks. Um, but again, it's illegal in Michigan at that time. Um, there's no way I'm going to, uh, be creating a pyro musical. I'm broke, uh, 18 years old, right? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it just wasn't in the cards. But fast forward to a couple years ago, um, you know, I've got uh, the money now. I've got a job, and um, I uh, just bought a ton of fireworks. I mean, we're talking maybe a thousand bucks worth of fireworks. Nice. And uh, just having some family fun uh, on the 4th of July. And of course, you know, we handle it everything. So um, there was no firing system or anything like that. But I guess, yeah, 2021, that was the year where I was like, oh, crap. You know, I need to get better at this. I need to, I need to do that show I saw in 98. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I want to do. Dude, 98. <laughs> I, I'm curious what they shoot to. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. I tried, I've tried to find that show. Really? Um, and I can't find it on YouTube or anything. Um, <laughs> and nobody recorded it, I guess. Um, well, yeah, either that. I mean, I don't know how it would look on VHS tape. That's <laughs> yeah, digitized VHS really tape. It that great. Maybe yeah, right. Was a Blackberry out even then? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. How long did, how long did that comet burn? <laughs> I don't know, somebody adjust the tracking, Jamie. Oh, <laughs> in that time gap though, 
you know, from 98 until what'd you say, 2021? Right. I guess what made you, what brought you back to it? Was there anything pivotal or did you just kind of get a wild hair up your butt one day and you're like, no, what? I want to go buy some retail fireworks and see how it goes. Yeah. We, we, we got this house, um, on a lake. Um, so we have a small lake outside and nice. that is kind of the space, right? So that's, that kind of started things. Um, and then, you know, it was 2021 and I'm like, we're, you know, cause the neighbors would shoot off cakes and, and whatnot, some shells out there. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to one up that. Uh, I turned into a competition already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These guys don't know what I saw 20 years ago. <laughs> they don't know that Watch I got this, this stuff from the guy yeah. in the van down the street. <laughs> they really don't. Right they really don't. Um, so, oh, we uh, shot off the beach um, and, you know, angled them towards the lake. And it was fun. Uh, they were way too close. Uh, I mean, even... Even the one four stuff, you know, you shoot it over your yeah. head. It's yeah, it's still too close. Um, but I didn't know any better, and uh, so um, let's see. Moving on the journey, uh, that was twenty twenty one. So the next year, um, that's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something better. I'm gonna really get on this um, again. Bought a ton of fireworks. Um, but I'm going to recreate that show, right? So nice. um, I went online, researched firing systems, and I found the Bilisakin Chinese system on eBay. <laughs> and I think I said that right. It's, it's and Nobody pronounces that right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say that, but I know what system you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I thought it yeah. was Bliskin or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Bilisakin. Or Bilisan, maybe this is silent. I don't know. Um, I now I'm questioning everything. I, again. Every person that's ever said the name of that firing system has called it something different. So <laughs> I have no idea what the name of it is. <laughs> but everybody true. knows what they're talking yeah, about when exactly. they talk about. Yeah. That's the funny part about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and I, I kind of chronicled all this in my firing systems video, um, where I I used you know the idea was to use Premiere Pro, the video editing software and splice the YouTube videos of the fireworks together um, with the audio track. And the idea was I was going to play the uh, video for myself with the manual fire system. And I was going to uh, route the music for you know the crowd. And I, I went to Costco and I bought these, uh, I don't know if you've seen them, they're like little dome Bluetooth speakers. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. And they have, yeah. So I bought two of those, and needless to say, those those don't work. Um, <laughs> they, they just they're not meant to go with fireworks, right? Um, so uh, Premiere Pro spliced the videos. Okay, I, I lost my track here. Um, how did that? I mean, how that come together? Because I I know you know like Cobra, for example, and Cobra Show Creator, and this is jumping just a smidgen, but. You know, sure. Cobra Show Creator kind of, you know, being a non-visual software gives you a library, you know, per se. Can't you watch videos inside of Cobra Show Creator? Yeah, but you can't watch them when they go off kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. it lets you reference what something does so you know how long it is. Yeah, and it was literally my cue sheet. 
So yeah. I'm 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 watching the video and I know the buttons, right? I've got them labeled. This one does this, this one, and the time. So I've got the timeline. I mean, this is rudimentary. This was not good. So <laughs> listeners out there, it, you know, this isn't the way work. to do it. But we're yeah. gonna talk about the way to do it in a minute. <laughs> we always start off that way though. Like I had a happiness firing system push button, and that's how I did it too. I would sit there and watch videos and I wouldn't clip them together like you did because I didn't have video software, but I would actually take it and write a list out with times or certain words in the song that I would have to push the button so that I could keep it going kind of thing. And right. You, mm-hmm. I, I looked at it at the end. I'm like, man, I never really got to watch my shows because I was too busy staring at my shooter sheet the it's whole counting. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, tr- it's counting. <laughs> that's all trying to sing. I'm not yeah, even good with like lyrics. Count. And that's exactly what I mentioned in my in, in the video um, about about this is I didn't get to see it. So the audience is, ah, yeah, it was amazing, you know, but I had no idea until I watched the video back. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But <laughs> the video even sucked because it was just all way too close um, because yeah. I shot this off of our beach. So it, again, it was too close. So I didn't really learn my lesson from 2021. <laughs> um as far as show flow goes, though, I mean, going from a traditional hand-fired show and you know having people watch that to having people watch something that you know you have a firing system and you're able to kind of close those gaps really quick. I mean, at the time, I'm sure that still felt like a win. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I got pictures of me with the thumbs up, smiling, <laughs> the grins from <laughs> ear to ear. You know, I'm just. <laughs> It's, it's a moment funny. you never forget. You're like, this is <laughs> it. it. Is. I found it. <laughs> I have arrived. Yeah, it was good. Um, those little it, moments, though, like the little moments of inspiration and like feeling those wins, I think those are always what push newer pyros to keep exploring, you know, because it's right. that constant need to to want to improve and get better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a... Uh, the stepping stones to pyro awesomeness, I guess. It's uh, it's a good journey. It's fun. Um, my journey accelerated very quickly um, after that uh, because I am a perfectionist by nature. And <laughs> welcome to the group. Yeah. Yeah, you can fit yeah. right in. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I couldn't... Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't live with myself after that show. Um, and everybody just loved it so much. Even the neighbors, you know, all coming over like, oh, next year, you know, we're going to pitch in. And I'm like, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the one that you, everybody hears, oh, next year, I'll hit you up. And the next year, and then there's no money in your hand. Like, Here's five bucks, five yeah. bucks. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to come yeah. with you. What do you mean you bought them online? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, 2023 is, you know, when I got involved in the Facebook groups um, and I learned my lesson with the audio and I got that Rockville PA system uh, to 15 inch uh, powered speakers with the subwoofer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this 2023 is the year, man. I'm going to uh, build floating docks. So I'm going to get nice. off the beach, move it to the lake. Uh, Bo, I know you know. Um, <laughs> Although your setup is uh, a little bit more elaborate, Can't yeah, say yeah, it takes it takes time though to to oh, kind yeah, of flesh that out. Editor. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it yeah. does. I mean, I'm just one doc out there. Uh, no, two. Sorry, I got two. Yeah, but getting well, on- and to be honest, too, like when I built all that stuff years ago, you know, lumber costs aren't even remotely what they are today. Yeah, I can't imagine having to build all that shit now in 2024. Yeah, all the decking is reclaimed. I got some uh, old, old Trex decking from uh, my father-in-law's neighbor, so that nice. was helpful. I think I spent like 300 bucks on it. It's like an 8 yeah, by 8 that's perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm but, having uh, like flashbacks as he's talking about all this stuff of all the things back in the day that I did. I'm like, man, I, I used to do that too. I used to do that too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and that's, like, what's, that's what's so cool about you know where you are because I, I, I feel like... You came about quickly, but like the way you accelerated through these different stages, I guess, from, you know, where you started and like where we watched you start on social media to where you are now, like you've taken massive steps. So, I mean, if you could give listeners advice, because there's, you know, there's people out there that are just now getting into pyro in 2024. And I've been doing this for what, 12, 13 ish years. And if I rewind to when I first started, there wasn't remotely the amount of technology, uh, the types of product, like everything is so different now than it was, right? So it felt like there was a lot of options back then. I can't imagine what it feels like now. I mean, can you kind of describe how you tackle that? I mean, has the community done a solid in helping you kind of explore that? Like, you know, you watching videos, how have you... How have you found your way? Yeah. Um, the the Facebook groups are very helpful. Um, there's a lot of information in there. Uh, I, sh- I should say, that there's a lot of bickering back and forth, right? Um, mm-hmm. This is the way to do it. This is the way to do it. So you have to read between those lines. Um, but nonetheless, those groups are very, very valuable. And... The, the biggest advice I guess I would get from a newbie who's launched through all these steps very quickly is join a local pyro club. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not necessarily related to which firing system you're going to pick or um, you know how to do a pyro musical and all that, but I wish that would have been the first thing I did. Um, yeah. Just because since I have joined MPAG, um, I have learned a lot and... I have seen several different firing systems. I have seen, um, seen and and touched things that that I had no idea about. So, um, and then of course, it comes with everything else—the camaraderie and um, people with like interests and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, it, and, as I far mean, as vice, that's that's where I go. Oh yeah, that. for sure. And then like the the advice that you get when it comes to safety and just like the the proper way to do things, I think that's invaluable. Definitely. And joining online communities is definitely mm-hmm. one of those things on the list to do. Um, and search is your friend um, on these communities. So um, you'll post a question and, oh my gosh, this has been answered a million times. You know, that's not <laughs> the answer they were looking for, but that's the answer you're going to get. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, if you're on Pyro Universe, just do a search real quick and you're probably going to find the answers and avoid that. But um, if you don't find it, you know, ask those questions and don't be afraid of a stupid question. Um, several times I've been kind of afraid of a stupid question because, um, 
you know, because you know there's sharks lurking. Yeah, this guy feel stupid. It's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to ask those questions. And yeah. uh, um, I, there's a plethora of advice to newcomers that I could get into. Um, I don't know how much time we have for all. Oh, of them. we got all the um, time in the world, buddy. We don't worry about. Yeah, time I'm sure you know. We'll, we probably we'll two, should. three hours if you want. I've really. heard that 30 minutes <laughs> is the ideal podcast length. Ah. But, you know, we put that to sleep a long time ago. Yeah, we thought we were going to do 45 minutes, and every episode ones going to be two hours long. 30 minute opening. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, I, I had people last week telling us they're like, why was it only 30 minutes? I was like, sorry, we'll make it longer next time, yeah. I guess. <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, I got to say, when I watch and they end earlier, I'm like, huh? now what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, it's a different form of content, right? That Pyro hasn't necessarily had before. And I, I think any, there's a lot that can be learned. I mean, just like, you know, the, the feeling that I wanted to, to try to encapsulate with the podcast was that same feeling that you get when you go to an MPEG event. You sit around a table and, you know, you're talking with three or four people and it's just good quality engaging conversation. You can go on for hours, you know, talking about cool stuff because there's a lot to learn in yep. yeah. just listening. There's all kinds of hidden gems in the, in the uh, Rhythm Pyro episodes that I found. Well, that's good. I'm going to write that down, AJ. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. We actually make sense. We made a difference. (laughs) I didn't say all that. (laughs) I like this guy. (laughs) I like this guy. (laughs) I shot my first fully scripted Pyre musical at MPAG. So that, um, that right there, I guess still piggybacking on join a, a local pyro club. I mean, I've got so many examples of why that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, you got the space and the shows are permitted and you just... And the help. And and the help. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's... Um, oh gosh, that's part of my accelerated timeline, right? I, I got the Cobra system. Well, so how did you find your your first pirate musical? Like, you know, tell everybody what song you you chose and why you chose it, and how you managed your first real workflow. Because I think your first real right. workflow, when it comes to a pirate musical, when it's all over, said and done with, that's what you look back on and go, "Holy shit, I've got a laundry list of stuff that I need to optimize or fix." Yeah, my first pyro musical. Um, well, I'd say my first real show, um, and that was the one I did in last year at MPAG. And that was um, it wasn't huge. It was a two and a half minute show. Uh, uh, it was only like a little over a hundred cues, and um, I did the uh, the final countdown. Um, the workflow was relatively easy because I used Finale 3D. And that made things a lot easier for me in terms of the script, the positions, the uh, label printing, everything about Finale 3D just made that so much easier for me versus something like the hand lighting, or not the hand lighting, but the the manual fire stuff I was doing yeah. prior to yep. all that. Yeah, what did I do um, as far as workflow that was interesting? Um I feel like it was pretty straightforward and simple. Um, 
But your first pirate musical was after you joined the Michigan group, right? Yeah, I would consider that the first real pyro musical. I mean, I did fireworks with music um, before that, but yeah, from a timing perspective and design, that was the first show. And uh, I had lots of room to work with, and it was just amazing to be able to um, design the show and finale, export that to the Cobra system easily, and then go from concept to reality out there on the field. I mean... yeah. If there's any lesson to be learned with that, it's going to be get more help, even though it was just a small show. It was just me and my wife setting that up. And we got started probably two hours late because uh, we weren't familiar with the the place we were shooting at. And then we yeah. uh, and then we got rained out for at least an hour to two hours of the day. Um, so that was definitely stressful. Boy, you, you ran the gamut on your first experience. I did. I really <laughs> did. <boot> camp. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was uh, interesting to say the least, but you know, perseverance paid off and we got it done literally within 10 minutes of, of shoot time. Did you make it to continuity checks? Like, did you, were you able to do your continuity checks with a nice padding and time to spare? I was. Yeah, the continuity checks were done definitely an hour or so before. You got uh, me beat. <laughs> you got me beat on my first pirate musical. I was an hour late and didn't have time for continuity checks. Yeah, well, Same the biggest here. problem was is I didn't do the just before showtime checks. So yeah. um, the problem was is the audio box wasn't showing up. And Ooh. now we're, you know, 15 minutes before showtime. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> No, rename a file. <laughs> Something's going wrong, right? So I'm freaking out. And I've always heard about this Cobra support. And I know that they have an emergency line. So I pick up the phone and I get online with them. And uh, Zach, he calls me back, I don't know, two or three minutes later. He's like, hey, what's going on? Now, mind you, Zach is, he's doing this huge uh, stadium gig. He's out there supporting this thing. <laughs> I, I learned this later. And I can't believe he called me back for my little 100Q show. You know? That's awesome, man. To troubleshoot with me uh, when he's in the middle of that. But I never found out what actually happened. Um, but he walked me through the steps to troubleshoot and then reset uh, everything and where I should be in order to you know, get everything back online. And, and it just comes right up and we're good to go. Um, one minute awesome, before showtime. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, congratulations, you... It's your go time. Yeah. <laughs> How nervous were you? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was good though. It was a good show. Um, I mean, part of those uh, pyronundrums is those damn shells. Um, none of them fired on time, and the pre-fire stuff was all wrong with that. Um, but that's definitely something else for the the newcomer to the pyro musical to learn watching that video there were safety and setup practices and and things that you did and exhibited in the video that I'm like man I like this is stuff that I didn't learn until much later you know like opag is a is is a heavy hand fire club um you know we've we've done scripted works and you know like that's it's come with experience and things like that but like you know on your shoot site you're 
your steak and stuff off, even you know a lot of your smaller cakes, your racks are really well built. I think you even had um, your slice set up. I still, to this day, don't put dividers in between a lot of my slices. And AJ's always giving me shit for it. And rightfully so, because I get <laughs> crossfires every once in a while. But like, you know, you were doing that on your first show. So I mean, that's either a testament to you spending the time educating yourself, like how to get in front of problems that you haven't even experienced in real life yet. That's true. Yeah. And that's really all it is. Uh, it's just a lot of research and um, safety and doing things right is really something that I kind of take seriously. So um, I wanted to make sure I was doing everything right. Um, again, that's the perfectionist in me. I can't I can't do things wrong. And when I do, I'm really hard on myself. I'm like, God, you know, why didn't you just know that? Why didn't you just research <laughs> that? Or why didn't anybody tell you that? Well, I don't have that right now. I don't have too many. Well, I do now, but I didn't when I was first starting having people, you know, tell me and um, this is what you need to do. But um, I just read somewhere or saw somewhere that um, about the crossfire issue with slices. And they're like, you know, just throw some cardboard in between there. Problem solved. Yeah. Um, yep. So cardboard it was. Um, and <laughs> I just obsess over watching show setups too. Um, so if you you go through all the videos of, of Sky Wars and, you know, PGI and all the big shows and you get to see those setups, you'll see that. Um, you'll go, hey, why is the cardboard between there? There's got to be a reason for that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just a lot of research. Um, and being a sponge, you know, a human sponge. Right. Yeah. With the with the channel, um, it, it's like it's like information on steroids because I'm trying to to get out information for the novice, but I I'm still a novice myself, right? I still consider myself a beginner for sure. And I want that information to be accurate mm -hmm. um without being an expert. So that's a fine, fine line there. Um yeah. Well, I'm but, sure that that kind of drives you to, if you're approaching a, a topic for a video, right? And it's not something that you have a ton of experience with. At that point, you've almost driven yourself to do more due diligence on that topic right. just to see what, you know, what is the right way? And, you know, how do I tell people or convey to people what the right way is? Exactly. Exactly. And I, that's how I retain information too, Yeah, is by creating something tangible, uh, whether it be writing it down five times or doing research for a video. Um, so, you know, that's, that's where the channel helps me be the best I can be is to learn the information and then pass it along. But by passing it along, I want to make sure it's correct. And to make sure it's correct, I got to do a lot of research. I got to read it over and over and over again. And um, yeah, but it helps me, uh, you know, learn the information, retain the information and doing things right. So hopefully, you know, the channel is helping others to learn that information and do things right. Oh, for sure. And I think it's from the first click when you start digesting what it is you have to say, everything's presented so well that, you know, you, you want to watch and you want to keep engaged with it. I mean, that's just, that's personally how I feel. And, you know, thank you for spending as much time as you do doing it because this is a big reason that I don't make videos is, you know, I, I love making quality content, but it, it's such a time sink. Um, 
you know, like editing audio and stuff, I get, I, I get my jollies from that. Editing video. It's difficult. Uh, it's, it's very time consuming. Of course I have a day job as well. So it's a, it's a evenings and weekends type of thing. Um, it is cool to see you and your wife doing it together too, though. And I remember there's the one on there where you took your kids shopping for fireworks. Mm-hmm. That was really cool because it, it shows like it's a family thing too. And yeah. I do the same thing with my kids uh, for Father's Day. That's our trip, our annual trip every year is Father's Day. I take the kids out and let them buy their fireworks stash for the 4th of July. So it's cool yeah. to see that other content where it's not just dude walking in the store and buying stuff. It's showing to make it a family atmosphere kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's real life. Yeah. And that's uh those videos, those videos are kind of the more popular because they resonate with a larger audience too. Um, well, yeah. But, and then the guys are like, see, see, can't you be more like Mike's wife? <laughs> Where were you? How many years ago? <laughs> we needed you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, I mean, well, seriously though, like, does she, does she really like it? Is she into it? Oh, she loves fireworks. That's awesome. I mean, she's not out there with me. Um, you know, racking things up or, you know, yeah. uh, prepping. But when we get out to the field, you know, she's she's all on board with, um, you know, getting the position set up and wiring things up. I mean, that pyro musical we did, she wired everything. Oh, nice. She, she wired the whole show up. So nice. Yeah. It was awesome. You know, I said, here's the labels, here's the fireworks. Here's, oh, man. here's the process. Yeah. Wait, so yeah. You hand her the labels at one time and it's like 10, 15 sheets thick and you're like, nah. and she's looking at you like, um, <laughs> half an hour later, you remember that she's dyslexic? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah. You shouldn't have given her that job. Somebody's talking from experience here. <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got a ways to go before we're, we're, uh, our label sheets that thick, but, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> That's when you'll know though. <laughs> Because every time I would, no, however I say this, it's not going to sound bad. I I was, this is going to sound bad. But I've noticed the thicker it gets. (laughs) Amber's always like, she just opens her eyes at me, like, seriously. I'm like, what? It's just three more sheets than last year. And the next year, it's just three more sheets than the year before. (laughs) It does get exponentially bigger as time goes on. That's what she said. That is what she said. <laughs> no, it's that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say it. It's the only big thing you've ever presented her with where she was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I, I I really truly don't know how you juggle both content creation and pyro, and I mean, it's not only just the execution of it because just going through the steps of pyro and you know the workflows and everything we understand those workflows and you know, the intensity of the workflows and what is all encompassed in the workflow but like it's crazy that you can juggle that and, and you said four kids before we started yeah wow <laughs> four oh i know yeah, right yes. he said four and i said dude uh, i like I'm- you must have a time machine or something. There's 48 <laughs> hours in your day. <laughs> I have zero kids and I like fireworks and have 18 hours in a day. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had more hours. I do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, the content creation part, I can run through 
quickly. Um, I've yeah. been doing that kind of stuff for a long time. So, um, and sweet, I'm going to send you all my stuff. You can do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, you know, the, the pyro stuff, I mean, as far as fireworks show design goes, um, you know, I'm only doing one or two shows a year. Um, so it doesn't take too long and they're not big shows either. Right. Um, the budget is just not there. Um, I mean that two and a half minute show cost me a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, it goes a lot quicker when you shoot it that way too. <laughs> yeah, it does the <laughs> single shots and yeah, it's, uh, it's quick, but, um, we hate budgets. Yeah, I, I had a sit down <laughs> with my wife actually <laughs> about about the budget because I could see I could see in her uh, in her face, uh, <laughs> honey. We need they, to talk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we need yeah. to talk. It was starting <laughs> to get a little tense when I'm like, uh, <laughs> shipping's going to be three hundred and fifty dollars, sweetheart. <laughs> and, you know, Can't you just pick it up. <laughs> gas is going to be two hundred. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't really have anything that close to me um, where I go. I get uh, a lot of the fireworks I get uh, from Fireworks Forever yeah, um, or American Wholesale Fireworks um, and then even the local shops. But I found their prices and product are decent for where I'm at. Um, but yeah, I had that budget talk with her and, you know, we, we had set a set amount that I was going to use for fireworks per year. And she got a set amount to do her thing. So we agreed. <laughs> and so now where you live in, in actual Michigan, what's a town yeah. near you, I should, I guess? A town near? Um, well, uh, Unless you probably, want to give out your town. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, uh, about an hour north of Detroit. So I'm in southeast there. Well, you got something local. You could drive there. You got uh, Arcane Fireworks. RKM, I think they're down. I think they're, they're only a couple hours away, maybe. Or am I there you go. You now? heard it here, Marcus. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 he said nothing local. And he named two places far. Oh, yeah, wow. they are far. They are far. <laughs> um, that's why I definitely have to do the shipping. Um, but I mean, there's as far hey, as. You pick them up. Bring them to you. Yeah. It's not that far. I drive there all the time, man. That's a three hour exactly. cruise one way. <laughs> I'm not driving to, to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's another big one for, for new pyros, man, as to where to get your product and when. I think it's intimidating for a lot of first time buyers, too. Like, especially if when they're getting into Proline and, right. you know, they don't necessarily, you know, obviously pursue training if you want to get into Proline. The club scene's the best place to do that, but it is, you know, especially when you start buying wholesale. I mean, that's a new adventure in and of itself. Yeah. And when I got into wholesale purchasing, um, and then there's the shipping costs. Uh, I mean, uh, places like RKM uh, are closer, but when you're dealing with ordering products from multiple places and you need to get shipping, uh, that could become problematic really quick. And, you know, stock issues are rampant at certain times of year, actually all year. Um, it just depends on where you're shopping. Some will have something you need, the mm -hmm. others won't. And sometimes nobody does. But what I found this year is 
if you're going to go to the big pyro events, you know, like CobraCon and others, you know, a lot of these companies will ship pre-orders there for free. So any of those companies that are doing that are in my toolbox now, because if I'm going to already be at that event, I'm ordering product that I know I need that they have others don't, yeah. right? Yep. So I'm going to diversify the portfolio and take advantage of that. Take advantage of the shipping budget and make a product budget. Exactly. <laughs> we uh, we threw you in the Rolodex. Yeah. <laughs> so going with the, the fireworks thing, like you were talking about, you know, having to pretty much piecemeal, like a little from here, a little bit there kind of thing. Through your club, do you guys have, you know, club buys that you can get into like that? I'm still relatively new at the club. Um, I've only been to a, not even a handful of shoots yet. Um, so real, real quick though, that's really cool. Cause I do hear from other people that where they get people to come in and they're not really into the club. They're just there to get fireworks right. kind of thing. So that's cool that you were like, you didn't mention that part right away. You're just, you were there actually for the passion of it and learning experience. It yeah, wasn't just for the freebies you get out of it kind of thing. Absolutely. I mean, I, didn't even know you got freebies out of it. So now I'll have well, to be inquiring. I mean, like, <laughs> freebies, <but> like, <laughs> benefits. Both benefits, the, benefits yeah. the benefits, not freebies. Yeah. <laughs> they say I joined the wrong club. Pyro what club is he part of? <laughs> Where do they give away Pyros free stuff? With benefits. Yeah. Pyro <laughs> clubs with benefits. I guess it depends how you look at it. You get on that better tier, it's like getting buy one, get one free. PC, PCWB. <laughs> yeah, there have been some talk about... Uh, group buys on things like uh, E-Match and stuff like that. But um, so far, nothing with uh, actual fireworks um, that I know of. And I'm sure that stuff goes on. I just, like I said, I'm still really new to the club. My first time at a shoot um, was literally the time I shot that Pyro musical. Um, that was the first club event I had ever gone to, which was cool. So I had no idea. That's cool. On that top cool. of everything that was going on. I'd be on. nervous as all get out. Yeah, I was. You hey know. guys, I'm Mike. I'm new. Check it out. All that stuff's in the truck. Let's let's do this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you guys ready to go? <laughs> Man, that so, By the way, who do I pay my dues to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He laughs. That's exactly right? what happened. <laughs> That's exactly you how the it permit. went down. <laughs> I didn't even have my badge yet, and I was empty in the truck. And uh, the vice, <laughs> vice president oh, comes. He's like, "Hey, you got your badge?" I'm like, "What badge?" Boy, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I'm about. Badge. Badge. We don't need no stinking badge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Do you not know who I am? <laughs> oh, wow! It says right here on my shirt, "I'm a oh, novice yeah. pyro." <laughs> I try we not got to this. drop. That's why you're here. <laughs> How long has Impact been a club? Oh gosh, I have no idea. Hmm. Um, yeah, I would have to. But, I mean, I, I, it's, I don't know. For at least two shows. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wow. <laughs> 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 that <was exciting. laughs> How'd you hear about the club? I, uh, Got information on Facebook, on the groups. Um, I just put put out there, hey, who's uh, Michigan Pyro, you know? Um, and there was nice. tons of people, you know, said, hey, you know, I'm here, Michigan, blah, blah, blah. And then I uh, posted again, you know, um, you know, I've been looking into Pyro clubs and, 
anyone know of anything? And then, you know, everybody pretty much said MPAG, you know, so where you want to be. Yeah. Do you find like the travel time that comes along with doing fireworks in the club scene, you know, and going to events and stuff is like, do you, do you look forward to that or do you look at it and go, Ugh. you know, I hate driving. I absolutely <laughs> hate driving. But when it comes to fireworks, I don't even care. I really don't. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, just put like in this one shield time because I know what's going to happen when I get there. Yeah. And my wife's going <laughs> to hear this and she's going to. Give me the side eye because <laughs> we go all over the place and I'm constantly like, oh, my God, I want to drive. She needs to tell you three hours into the next trip. Remember, <laughs> Michael, you hate this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she doesn't mind driving at all. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, for You're the lucky most guy. part, though, all the club events that um, we've had so far um, are only an hour, two hours tops. So oh, that's good. It's not a huge drive. Um, because they like to keep everything kind of central. Yeah. So, not bad. It's nice when you can get a club that's either close to a population center. I think for the most part, all of them are, I, I think. At least the ones that I know of are close to a pretty big population center. You know, bigger cities, things like that. Um, you guys, do you have a like a central place? Yeah. I So, OPEG operates out of Chillicothe for the most part. And it's okay. great because like the... Chillicothe is in Ross County in Ohio, and they've got the Ross County Fairgrounds. It's like the largest campground, like 3,000 some odd camping spots or something like that. But super huge location. It's an awesome place to shoot fireworks. Nice. It's always our go-to. Does MPAG have any place like that? Do you guys have a haunt? Yeah, I'm not sure if we have, like I said, it's still pretty new. Um, I don't even know if we have like a central go-to. Um He's we taking notes, no, but for sure. Now he's going to pick it. Question, question, yeah. 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 question 354. Where are we headquartered? <laughs> how much is it dues? <laughs> yeah, how much do I owe you? How many I, I have a question for you because you said that you know you searched on the Facebook groups. To, did you go online to try to search for forums through Google or did you just go directly to Facebook and YouTube? For most part, just Facebook. I mean, I'm, I'm always on Facebook for everything. And I knew that there was going to be pyro groups out there and pages. But as far as uh, clubs go and things like that, I definitely searched Google for that one. And then ask questions on Facebook. But yeah, Facebook's got a lot of community. Um, a lot of information out there. Yeah, it's a, it's a large hub for fireworks lovers, which is, you know, it's great. I, I mean, I've made the comment a few times. I'm not happy with the way that Facebook, you know, meta, the company kind of tends to shit on the industry and some of the smaller businesses. I, I really despise how they take down commercial posts and things like that, especially when there's nothing wrong with it, you know? Right. Um, you know, they're totally operating legally and some of their posts get pulled down. I mean, that's how a lot of these businesses survive. It's yeah, the future of AI. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, because well, right, you know, there's a plethora of people behind the desk to talk to when that stuff happens. Not. Right. It's right. not okay to show yourself with a firework in your hand and talk about a sale, but you got all the little shorts on Facebook. Look at me, <laughs> half naked. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to something that we talked earlier, and I guess it's on topic too, since we're talking about 
social media and Facebook, but like, you know how you said there's friction and you're scared to ask questions on the Facebook groups and things like that. Do you still find value? And how do you navigate asking a question that either you were scared to ask because you kind of, you know, feel like the community is probably going to jump all over it? How do you handle that personally? Because I think that's really good advice for newcomers. And do you save a list of names that you're like, nope, not talking to him. This guy's cool. This guy's not. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a mental list. Ah, Okay. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Um, I I think just ask the question. That's what I do. Um, I don't think there's, I mean, everybody's 99% going to help you out. They don't care if your question's dumb. Um, and I've learned that and just ask the question. Uh, I mean, like I said before, search, that's it's helpful. Um, but if you can't find the information, then yeah, ask the question. Uh, that's, I don't, um, I don't really care, I guess. If yeah. somebody says <laughs> you're an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. had plenty of those comments to be, well, I shouldn't say plenty, but several comments, you know, saying, ha ha ha, you're an idiot. And and sometimes I am, right? I, what can I say? Yeah, yeah, but you're only because you don't know the answer. That's why you're asking the question. <laughs> yeah, the question right. comes to safety. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. definitely not when it comes to safety. Um, I think in those yeah. interactions, though, you can learn. One, you learn a lot about other people, but I, you know, I truly believe that you you learn a lot about yourself and, and how you interact with other people, especially if they're shitty. You know, mm-hmm. one, I think you can still derive something from that because good lessons can come from interactions. I mean, I, I guess I would argue that some of life's best lessons come from interactions. Yeah, that's 100% true. Um, I've got a prime example of that. And it was my firing systems video. So um, several comments on there, um, you know, about how I dismissed this, uh, the Crackle Cube product. And that was a lesson learned. I mean, I still haven't changed my personal opinion on whether or not that product's going to work for me. Mm-hmm. But I did change my opinion on how much that product has done for the community and mm-hmm. how many people out there it is helping Um to get into the pyromusical scripting and things like that. So somewhat regret the kind of joke I played on dismissing it. I thought it was funny. Again, I <laughs> some people didn't. Uh, and, you know, I can't please everybody, but I did learn from that, which is the point. Yeah. Um, yep. And when people on the Facebook groups ask about uh, products like Ignite, um, is there anything more affordable? Um, I'm like, yeah. Crackle Cube, you know, because um, I don't have a problem with the product itself. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. And everything's so application based. You know, the minute that somebody praises one firing system, like they're not dogging another firing system by any means. Take notes as to what applications people are using these different firing systems on their shows for. You know, if they've got a few positions or they're they're shooting off of water or they shoot a lot of single shots or they shoot a lot of shells. There's so much information just in their application that 
you know, you can silk up and say, hey, this firing system may be one to look at because it works so well for people that, you know, shoot shell heavy shows, people that shoot single shot heavy shows. Yeah, I wish I had experience with a lot more firing systems. It would be cool content. <laughs> yeah. And I would learn a lot. Um, and hopefully I will. Um, you know, I do have a desire to look at things like Mongoose and FireTech and mm-hmm. some of these other firing systems that I know nothing about. Um, I mean, I'm super happy with the Cobra stuff I've got right now. I can't even express how happy I am. It's amazing. But yeah, I would like to get experience with others. And I even asked around in our club group, you know, what firing systems does everybody use? And can you bring your systems to the next club shoot? And I just want to check them out. You know, I want to yeah. see what's going on with those. Options, like there's, there's no shortage of really stellar firing systems on the market. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. And uh, I want to check them out, you know. <laughs> All right, boys, line them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got batteries in this, right? <laughs> Let's see who shoots faster. <laughs> <laughs> What's, the red, red? What's the resolution on this? The connections we got. What's your signal strength? Yeah, what's your signal strength? Right, quick. If you could step back and kind of take a look at your entire situation, I guess this, you know, could be firing system or process related, what have you. Like, you know, if you could pick one or two really big things and say, you know what, this was an aha moment for me where it kind of changed something really big in my workflow. You know, would you be able to identify with anything in particular? That's a good question. Um, my current workflow, probably not. I uh, just haven't done enough yet. Um, but in the past, you know, like I used the Ignite firing system for the show that I did off the docks I made on the on the lake. And... The aha moment was when I got into ProLine and I got into single shots and I really started to understand the building blocks of a true Pyra musical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time I purchased any ProLine product, I only got maybe 30 single shots, a couple of cakes, um, just to figure out what was all about. And then using the Ignite system, it's a great system. But the Q limitation was something I immediately recognized and went, oh, oh, this is not going to work. <laughs> because I, at, the, at the same time, simultaneously, I've, I found out what ProLine was. And then I, I looked at my Q count and I went, oh. Just don't got it. <laughs> need more now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when, when things don't quite add up, right? And that's that moment where I, I say, oh, th- this doesn't equal... I don't Honey, know, I can I sell this and <laughs> yeah. buy this? It's not much more. I swear on this. I promise. You <laughs> so look beautiful today. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, I got on Facebook and I started asking questions, and then I started asking, um, you know, the the folks at Ignite and Cobra, and I said, "This is what I want to do, but you only have like seventy two cues. You know, how am I going to extend that?" And they're like, "Well, we got Cobra," <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> You know, basically they're saying, you know, I, I think what you're trying to do, because I explained everything I wanted to do. And they, uh, you know, basically said, I, I think Cobra is going to be best for what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, so that's how I 
I quickly moved from uh, Ignite to Cobra. But um, in answering your question specifically, that was a very big aha moment um, in in my workflow. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Is that my workflow? My firing well, system? I, I mean, um, it's it's a it's a realization, right? You came to the realization right. that the equipment that you had, you know, albeit great equipment, might not be the best choice for your application. Right. Yeah. yeah, our ease of setup. I mean, kind of like when I first did mine, I used a homemade makeshift rack for single shots that Bo told me, you're going to waste your time. And I'm like, nah, man, it only cost me a hundred bucks and I'm going to have 90 some shots, 36 on each one of these. I'm like, I'm fine. Just look at these. They pivot. Yeah. It's just fine. Yeah, look, just you look take at zip these ties things. and pop it to this thing. It's just wonderful. And yeah, I did the same. Uh, I got the little pegboard rack that I, yeah. I I built um for those first 30 single shots. And then, and then when, you, when you spend the money when you can and you find out your setup goes a lot faster going the proper route the first time I guess. Yeah. I think we yeah. all go into it thinking like, I'm going to try this, do it this way, then you're like, eh, I'm going to try it this way and then you you just kind of find the way and create it. Yeah, and you that's know, like that's the pyro community in a nutshell. Yeah, everybody's DIYers. Yeah, it's all about money. I mean, how yeah. can I do this the most affordable way? And then <laughs> yeah. you realize, well, everybody's uh, and everybody's favorite line is, well, I, I mean, in the hundreds of dollars that I spent on those super efficient racks, think how many more fireworks I could buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. There's You're nothing gonna... like sitting behind a, a pegboard with a bunch of zip ties for three hours. <laughs> three hours, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm done. Oh, there it was. Threw my back out. Never <laughs> cleaning like that so long. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing, you know, a, a small show, then it is what it is. Um, yeah, right. You can make you, I, you can into... make anything work temporarily. I mean, there were instances where you know we undercounted when it came to single shot racks and you know wind up taking a stake out there and jamming it in the ground and giving it the old college try on set yeah. the angle um that's funny you mentioned that because that's exactly what i had to do uh, i didn't have <laughs> <laughs> i the didn't have, you carry around <laughs> extra stakes <laughs> zip ties tape uh-huh <clears throat> yeah. tape. i bought those uh, <laughs> stakes at the uh, home depot and and I didn't think I was going to need them, but then when we got on the site, I realized that the racks I got, I borrowed them uh, from another club member, and it turns out they only fit 30 millimeter. Um, mm. And I had 40 millimeter for <laughs> a first attempt at a parabolic something. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I'm not, <laughs> not going to call it a parabolic curve because uh, it was more like two going up. And a couple going, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I, I guess in, I'm no mathematician, but it still m kind of makes a parabolic curve. Obviously, the you know the more points that you have along your ignition line, the more defined it's going to be. But you know, it it, it worked. Yeah. It's a shape. Speaking of parabolic, <laughs> speaking of that, AJ, did you do in your 2023 show a parabolic with mines? Uh oh yeah, uh, the beginning song I did um uh, with the pillar mines. 
Yeah. Okay. I thought that's what that was. And that was very impressive. That was, it's on my list of the coolest things I've ever seen. So, <laughs> kudos. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, this, I you thought that was going to turn out really well, or I thought it turned out well. I thought people would actually say something about it, but you were the first. So I appreciate <laughs> really? it, man. Thank you. Really? Oh. <laughs> I'm glowing. Interesting. Now. Um, <laughs> I was really proud when I did that. I'm like, ah, this is something you don't really see ever. Who's made a parabolic with pillar you, minds? You color don't. changing pillar minds. Exactly. The color changing. So you are talking about the exact thing I was talking about. Yeah. Um, those, you know, those are things I'm noticing ever since. I mean, well, let me back up. I've always been like hyper focused on like the cool nuances of pyro musicals. Um, which is why I'm such a fan of all you guys because you do some pretty cool stuff. But there was the uh, series that I just started um, with, with the Pyro Musical Inspiration Masterpiece, right? Yeah. Um, I just yeah. did the first one and that show I did or, um, that I reviewed or I don't know, I'd call it a reaction series or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the first one I did, you know, that one has a special place in my heart because that was the Pyro Musical that, when I wanted to replicate that show back in 98, you know, or do something like it, when I started researching, you know, Pyro Musicals, that one came up and it was the first one that just blew me away. But ever since then, you know, I've been hyper-focused on watching Pyro Musicals on YouTube, um, anywhere I can get my hands on a Pyro Musical video, you know, I'm, I'm trying. And um, it's it's things like that, um, par- how do you say that? Is it parabola, 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 parabola? parabola? Yeah. Is that parabola or parabolic? Okay, that's a. Um, I heard uh, uh, Ellery mention parabola for the is, first time. Uh, I feel like we're, we're getting pulled in two different directions here. Ever since Ellery got <laughs> on the podcast, and he says it with such vigor, um, like it kind of hit me. I'm like, I, I think that's right. I think that's. What it's supposed to be. All right. What is this para- parabolic adjective of or similar to a parabola? So that doesn't help at all. Uh, <laughs> of or having the form of a parabola or paraboloid. All right. See, I think Ellery's right and everybody else is an idiot. <laughs> You'll have that. I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. yeah anyway. Um, now you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, doing that with the minds, those types of, you know, things that you just don't see, you know, um, from an artistic perspective, you know, that's why I started that series because I want to talk about those types of things um, and I want to give away AJ's, uh, you know, secret and <laughs> and let everybody know um, what makes certain pyro musicals just stand above the others. And yeah. that was definitely a good example of that, but... Oh, I don't know if it was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it, and I've seen a lot of pyro musical shows. Um, so it, it it was just, yeah, it was cool. It's the only time you have room to do something like that, too, though, because you need yeah. that kind of room to do that with those kind of minds. Yeah, it went by quick. I remember watching it and going, whoa, 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 what was that? <laughs> um, Inspiration. You know, um, everybody finds it in the the coolest of places. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and you know, watching like um, I the 
I like because I think everybody's done it, but nobody ever talks about it. You know, nobody never nobody ever really talks about you know where they found their inspiration to be creative. And it's it's almost a question like when they're asked, it's it it's hard to answer. And I don't I don't especially in fireworks, I don't think it is, you know. Kind of watching you watch that show and then, you know, articulate um all of the things that you enjoyed about the show. That's I think that's that's big, man. That's huge for people to be able to take in. Those reaction videos to that, that's that's what it's all about. We all have those moments and I don't even think we realize we're having that moment of, of inspiration. Right. Yeah. You said then 98 was the first time you saw that show and that's what hooked you into fireworks or is that where you think it just really, it kind of gave you that, oh, you know, that's something I want to start to get into kind of thing. Because you that, said you didn't really get into it until like 2020 kind of thing. Yeah, that that moment was burned into my brain um, because it was so epic. And I, I can't say that's what got me into fireworks because, you know, we left that show and I thought to myself, oh man, that was just amazing. And then I would talk about that every year of my life when somebody mm-hmm. would mention like, you know, you want to go to these fireworks? I'm like, oh, I hope it's like that one, you know? <laughs> um, and I had never seen a pyro musical since. I didn't even know it was called a pyro musical. Um, I just knew that it was synchronized perfectly to the music and it was the coolest thing in my life I've ever seen. So it didn't really get me into it, but even to this day, I remember that moment. Um, so there's a connection there. Um, but I, I'm sure I would have, if I would have had the money in the space to do that, in that point in time in my life, I 100% would have the next year tried to shoot a similar show. So now that you, in 2020, where you gathered everything, you said, you know, obviously you have the money now and you got a little, or a little spare money, I should say, with four right. kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at what point, where, what was that spark right there? You're like, you know what, I'm going to do this. What, what made that sudden just snap? I'm going to do this kind of thing. Again, I'll go back to that 98 show. Oh, so it was just, that was always stuck in your head. And, and that was, the, that was the thing that, oh man, that's a long time to ride that. Yeah. It's like holding a grudge, right? For that long. No, that's yeah. a good thing though. God, <laughs> I mean, it's that, a good grudge. Yeah, it's, right. it's like what Bo said. It showed that much inspiration that it stuck with you for so it long. It did. And, and I don't it, even remember what songs were played or anything. I just know that it was the, the coolest thing I'd ever seen. So when I finally got, you know, a budget, if you will, for a good amount of fireworks to do something really cool in my backyard with the family, that's when I go, okay, fireworks, let's do this. And right, and the first time I did that, it was just hand lighting some stuff, but it wasn't until 2022 when I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a pyro musical. I'm going to do that show. It didn't turn out the way I had thought it was supposed to, no, but... Nonetheless, my heart was in it and I was going to, um, yeah, just go for it. And firing system, um, technology, speakers and everything. And um, yeah, again, it didn't go exactly as I thought it would. But well, you jumped in pretty quick, though, because I've been there's a lot to it. Yeah, there's a lot. Everything you just said, too, is a lot of money. It's <laughs> another rabbit hole for each little section. It is a lot of money. And I had um, some savings specifically 
But I was also very budget conscious too. I mean, I wanted to find fireworks, but I needed to find them the cheapest I possibly could and um, still expensive. But then, of course, you know, you go with the Bilisakin system, which is relatively cheap, right? Um, so I got everything as cheap as I possibly could. Yeah, it's still expensive. I mean, a yeah. little bit every year. It is, yeah. And, you know, then going to Cobra. Um, but that was a specific investment I was making into my hobby. And I talked with my wife about that. And she's like, I'm watching this pattern, man. You're, you're, <laughs> you're going from the Chinese system and you're getting, you know, Ignite system. And now they've come out with the I-36, right? She's also <laughs> probably watching your credit card statements. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's, she is. She's not. Cobra's got a program for that. Violation. <laughs> First rule of Cobra. We don't talk about Cobra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, have right. The adjustment uh, on the, the invoice available. The yeah. option on Cobra's site to omit the yeah. branded tape. And then this new woman's going to be like, well, let me just go to the uh, website and see what it says. Yeah. <laughs> this custom goes on sale. I swear it was a flash sale. <laughs> you can't put a price on safety, honey. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. That is good. That was really good, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honesty is, honesty is the best policy. I mean, in our relationship, we definitely want to be honest. Uh, and that's worked, you know, for us. So. Um, oh, totally. The... Uh, the budget talk, you know, and then um, the agreeing on how much you can spend. And I'm happy, I guess, for now. Honey, <laughs> yeah. sorry. It gets addicting <laughs> a little bit more. You know, it's every time you shoot a show, you're like, I want another 100 cues. And then the next <laughs> one's, I want another 200 cues. <laughs> hey, eventually, you'll, all of this is obviously site dependent, though. But like I found personally through networking, Sure, I have a lot of money into my gear over the last 12 years, but networking is probably one of the best things that you can do. You know, I'm giving to a club is going to merit you relationships that you know, are willing to reciprocate that. And it's great. You know, you're going to make some lifelong friendships doing that stuff. Yeah, I've already made a, a ton of friends, um, you know, just kind of putting stuff out there on, on YouTube and, you know, being so new. Um, it's amazing how YouTube has you meet people. Yeah. <laughs> <Bo>. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's good, um, you know, the comments and the, the people that have reached out. Um, it, I haven't met a lot of these people in person yet, but I feel like I know everybody sort of well. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. It um, is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but the good like news family is, the first time. Where's, where's your where's your husband this weekend? He's off playing with his friends he met on the internet. <laughs> 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 they're spending how much? Yeah, they're spending thousands of dollars. They're having fun though. As long as he's yeah, they'll they be best friends when they see each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could be doing worse things, okay? With that yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> Just get some off the streets. <laughs> Just meeting with his friends, blowing shit up. <laughs> Home of beer. So, what's next for the novice pyro? 
Oh man, more of the same. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to I'm going to figure out all these confusing things on my you know list of things to figure out. Um, <laughs> safety, legal issues, uh, the mortar rack debate. Uh, uh, I've got. I've got <laughs> Wait, there's a debate. Yeah, there's oh. a debate. Spacers or no spacers? Stay tuned next one, week. Uh, that one I'm still working out, but I, I built that rack. Uh, I threw a video up there about that rack. I went out and blew it up. Did you see that video? I did. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that was fun. Um, I bet it was. <laughs> yeah. It was surprising, though. Um, it really didn't do much. I mean, it yeah. was very yeah. anticlimactic. I mean, as a pow, and then I'm like, okay, the tube blew up. Shuffled things around a little bit, but um, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Your first rack with your um, your Pyre Musical, like those were spaced, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. rack that I, that I went and blew up. Yeah, and I think when something goes in the gun, you know, it's whether or not the gun is going to have a catastrophic failure is largely dependent upon what's inside the gun. Um, yeah, that's another big noob question mm-hmm. or issue, I guess, especially that I, I ran into was, do these things really blow up in the tube? I mean, I, I know they can, um, yeah. but has it ever happened like in a show? Oh, yeah. I've had 62s blow up. And so again, like you said, it's dependent on what's inside the gun. Yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, setups, you know, with no spacers, one, three, um, just tubes packed in there. And I'm going, okay, is this the right way to do it? Is it the wrong way? Is it, you know, it's one of those things. Um, But I think on the side of caution, you just put some spacers in your rack and go about your day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Can't hurt. Uh, there's plenty of people out there that have posted uh, build videos. I mean, I think when you built yours, didn't you? You gave measurements on your racks, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. On the video, you mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I got yeah. the measurements in there. And uh, yeah, hopefully it helps somebody. Uh, I think it's a great rack. It's held up really well. So yeah, for sure. What's next for the novice pyro? I kind of veered us way off topic there, didn't I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, what Sorry. I want to—you veered us way I, off topic into a uh, subject that's a tale as old as time. <laughs> yeah, the border <laughs> rack debate. I don't—I don't know how I ended up there, but um, oh yeah, I was talking about going through my confusing, frustrating things that I still need to figure out. But um, I digress. The uh, the next thing that I want to do um, is is go and enjoy these uh, big events like CobraCon in April. I'll be there. Nice. Um, Sky Wars, I'll be there in September. Um, I wish I could go to everything. Um, again, the budget. Um, but, you know, focus on those big events, check it out, see what's what, you know, and just really immerse myself into the pyro world and then focus on my own shows. Um, I'll be doing my 4th of July show soon. And, yeah, more family fun stuff with fireworks. You know, the family loves fireworks. So the big industry events, man, they do wonders to light a fire under everybody's ass. Have you been to Sky Wars? I have not. 
I've been there on YouTube. That's that's it. Nice. It's a family <sighs> going to go. <clears throat> uh, it's just going to be me and my wife. Oh, she's going. You guys are going to love it. Yeah, yeah. Gonna gonna versus YouTube. She's going to give uh, you money after this. It is a like, good possibility. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube will not do it justice. You will be you. Your passion and rabbit hole will go much deeper. Much, much deeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring your wife is a good thing. <laughs> Very <See>? good thing. <laughs> she loves. <laughs> She she really loves fireworks. She loves the fireworks shows. We just went to the um, well, not just, but uh, recently we went to the international fireworks competition here in Traverse City, Michigan, and uh, I put those videos on the channel as well. The coverage I did of those and that show was pretty cool. You did a couple um, of interviews from that, didn't you? No, no interviews. Um, I did. Uh, um, Get a selfie with the the oh, winners yeah? at the end, yeah. but I didn't actually interview anyone. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I missed that opportunity. But uh, I have talked to them several times since that show. Um, they their video didn't uh, take. Something happened with the focus, and their video was ruined. And I was oh. the only one that captured that show, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had drones flying over. They had professional videographers all over the place, but nobody actually set a tripod up and filmed that show oh, um, professionally. Yikes. So, um, yeah, they reached out after that and they said, hey, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't happen to have that video that we could, you know, put on our channel. I'm like, of course, a, of course you can. Yeah. Is that an annual competition? That was the inaugural uh, event, so they're going to do it annually. Annually, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. And yeah, how does so that work? That, I mean, is that is that um, those companies from? Yeah, it's international. So um, the Germany, um, it was a TOF uh, Fearwork in Germany that did uh, the winning show. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's all just one point three. You know. Uh, professional display companies. Um, they didn't actually give a description of. There was something that Rozzy, Rozzy did something similar to that back when Coney Island was Coney Island down in Cincinnati. They, they had a uh, competition every year where they would bring in international designers. And it was right when I was super into the Pyros TV show, you know, and you see like all this beautiful product from other countries and, and you go to this event thinking that you're going to see that. And that's, not at all what they were doing. Like I think Rozzy was, they invited these these guys to come over and then they just gave them their Chinese product to shoot. <laughs> so what's the dude he is? Oh, talk about taking the wind out of your sails. I think you're going to oh, see, man. especially when they had Japan there. They had had Japan one year and they thought it was going to see Japanese shells and I'm looking at this like, what is this? Yeah, they did the same thing in this show. Um, <laughs> the teams designed the shows, but they didn't bring any product overseas or anything like that. It was yeah, all yeah. all locally sourced yeah. product. And they didn't yeah. even set the shows up. Oh, oh really? Yeah, they had uh, uh, Great Lakes fireworks, I think, uh, set their shows Holy up. Holy cow. So you fly, uh, how many hours is that flight, I wonder, just to watch your own show? <laughs> it's a while. Yeah, it's a good, <laughs> yeah. It's a good flight, but hey, I mean... Yeah. yeah, you know what? Like, and, and I shit on it, but like knowing what I know now and how difficult our country makes it 
to import product and how much scrutiny is put on it in every way, shape, and form from importing to transport and all that stuff. I get it. I completely understand why they do it. Right. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. I mean, thinking positive about it, I guess. I mean, you you get to see 100% what that particular designer's style is and their approach to design, especially since the product is kind of all coming from the same place. Yeah, the German team did an amazing job there. Actually, Rossi was there. Um, they did the USA show. Oh, that's cool. And I think they had a lot of uh, technical issues, um, mm. which is, mm. you know, it's a damn shame because I don't think any of those technical issues had anything to do with them. <laughs> no. So imagine designing a show, showing up, and then the people putting it on. I, I, I don't know. This is all speculation. I have no idea, but... Um, there was definitely a lot of things that didn't go off in that part of the show, but their finale was amazing. Mm. Um, and that was the last thing in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Germany, give you money. <laughs> Unplug module. <laughs> you messed it up. I must I break must him. Break I must break you. <laughs> yeah. That's I Russian, we so we're not there. even we're not even close. Oh, that's but right, that's it's fine. Russian. Yeah, we're not even close. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Jeepers criminy. All right, let's see here, Mikey. Let's uh, thank you, dude, for for popping in, hanging out with us. Uh, Michael Carr, the Novice Pyro on YouTube uh, website, thenovicepyro.com, Right. You got it. Is that a blog? The website has some articles on it. Um, yeah, but mostly I'm just. Throw on the videos on there. Okay, cool. Not to throw you at, like at, right at you kind of thing, but if you had to give three simple things to tell somebody who's first getting into this, like you were, what's the top three things that you would tell them to do? I would tell you, um, I think I've said it a couple times, but it is my number one is join a local pyro club. The camaraderie, the things you're going to learn. Uh, it's just invaluable um yeah the acceleration in your hobby too is just gonna it's gonna go exactly exactly um then uh i would say attend the big national events um and we talked a little bit about that sky wars pgi nfa oh gosh what else is there uh western winter blast just happened yep Um, jam octo blast um you know i want to get into the four by eight competitions uh, that sounds really cool. He's coming for you, coming for you, Jamie. Those are fun. Uh, yeah, Jamie, you you got the uh, Octoblast Championship, right? Somebody's holding that for me right now. I got him on retainer. That's going to be um, a uh, when when they do finally get around to that slobber knocker for the ages. It's going to be Ignite versus Cobra. Probably, but Nate, you know Jamie's nemesis, put on like I had no idea that Ignite could <laughs> right? perform at that resolution. I turned to Jamie halfway through Nate's show. I said, "What's the resolution on that system?" Yeah, it was it was astounding. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, now they got to thirty six. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, yeah, you got yeah. a third, third and final. Yeah, uh, get into online communities, uh, be my number three there. Um, 
Facebook groups, uh, and uh, I'll even throw a fourth in there, and that's to take the PGI certification course and uh, start thinking about ProLine. Yep, that's a great one right there. You learn a lot. It's amazing how much you learn, even if you've been doing fireworks just as a hobby for a little while before you get into it. Once you take that class, you're like, you learn so much, especially for safety reasons and distances and things that you never even thought of. It's kind of crazy. If I could take all four of your pointers and like wrap them up into one thing, it's educate yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's a good way to wrap it up. Immerse yourself in the information with the right information. With the right, which you'll learn sooner or later. Lay down on the ground and look up and go, yeah, it's safe. Just talk about it for six. Just post about it for six months, and after six months, if you still feel like you're, you'll because you'll know right away you're doing it right. (laughs) Yes, somebody will call you stupid. (laughs) Wow. Today in Pyro News. Uh, news. So uh, Team Rhythm's going to be shaking and baking this year at PGI. Uh, Shake and bake. Shaking and baking. <laughs> if you PGI. smell that crispy aroma. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not finishing that. <laughs> we're excited. That uh, succulent sulfur smell. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're excited to be teaming up with RKM to shoot the opening show on Sunday night. You. you. Uh, to be part of their RKM takeover. So Very excited about that one. Yeah. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah. It'll be it's fun. It'll be a big four by eight. That might be <laughs> how we can make this work. So we make sure that we have the cue count for it. We'll do one of Jamie's four by eights for the first half of the show. That should conserve <laughs> things to one position and then let her rip the latter half of the show. Da, 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 da. Exactly. Perfect. Shoot the circus music. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Brian, for reaching out and uh, allowing the opportunity for us to do this for you too. That's uh, that's really cool. Excited for this one. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. And I I don't think, uh, I think this PGI is is a first for all of us, isn't it? Yeah. Popping cherries. Never never been to PGI. So that'll be fun. Yep. I broke down and earned my extra week of vacation so I was able to put it in the schedule (laughs) (laughs) we got any other news before we get to voicemails I haven't really seen much it's still early yeah still early guess not no one can take your call why don't you ever pick up the Mikey, we got two, man. We got two voicemails here. And the first one's from, uh, God, I hope I'm saying this right. Uh, <laughs> 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 You'll then, never a, hear the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I know who it is just based on the name that they wrote N E N W Ohio Pyro on YouTube. 
sub subscribe. He says, <laughs> wow, shameless plug. Yeah, any NW means Northeast, Northwest. Got it. I know exactly who this is. It's Caleb. <laughs> yeah, it's Caleb. Shameless Man. plug. All right. Uh, brain bust. Hello, content creator here. Got a question for you. Uh, with YouTube, what do you feel is the most uh, frustrating thing with creating and starting a YouTube channel? Well, what do you feel, um, what have you experienced that you think is kind of the most, maybe the biggest letdown or the most frustrating thing uh, about getting started? That's a good question. Uh, the most frustrating thing is time, finding the time to do everything. Um, but as far as YouTube itself is concerned, it's just understanding the algorithm. Um, and I, I wrestle with, you know, what does success look like mm. uh, as a content creator on YouTube? I mean, I'm certainly not going to make money uh, doing it, especially not when you uh, factor in how much I spend on Pyro. Um, because it's such a small niche, right? And you're not going to, um, you're not going to overcome the amount you spend um, with views. So, um, success to me is going to mean people reaching out and saying, "Hey, this helped me," um, or asking follow-up questions, and then me trying to help them. Um, but yeah, just defining what is success um, is is frustrating at first. But once I figured it out, um, obviously it's not frustrating anymore. <laughs> um, and that's amazing that you did that, though. I, I watched views for forever, and I'm still guilty of doing it. You know, and like if I post a YouTube video, and then I what you think is a great video, and then going back and looking at it a year later and seeing like no views on it, it's it really takes the wind out of your sails. Like, especially knowing how much time I spent to make it. It just like it sucks. How do you separate that? When did you stop looking at it and how did you stop looking at it? YouTube it's a weird beast. So they talk about the algorithm all the time. And when you first start a YouTube channel, YouTube is you know, invested in every one of their creators. So they want you to be successful. So their algorithm in the background goes out to a little seed audience and says, hey, do you like this video? And if that seed audience doesn't, then they try another one and then they try another one. And then they'll just stop for, it could be two, three months um, before that video gets another view, right? Unless mm. you're promoting it off, off site somewhere. But then you have, the algorithm just picks it up one day and finds a seed audience that really loves that content. And then you'll see a huge spike um, in the view count and then subsequently subscriber count, etc. So there's, you know, there's billions of people out there. And um, right now the channel has, I think, almost 300 subscribers. And in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot, but you know, in only five months, it's actually pretty good. So, mm. you know, thank you, everybody. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But it, it's frustrating to watch a video just fall out and you think, oh, well, that must have sucked. You know, I, I spent a month making that video. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but 
again, it's um, it's about about your expectations. You know, do you want to be? Do you want to make money? Um, if you do making pyro videos, I mean, there's channels out there. You know, like I talked about earlier, the the uh, the demo channels where they have thousands of fireworks and people are searching for these fireworks to see what they look like, right? So you're going to mm-hmm. get those views, and subsequent subsequently you're going to get those subscribers, um, and you can make money, uh, I, I assume. But you yeah. know, YouTube is not something that you're going to want to do full time unless you know you have that kind of time. Yeah, right. I like the podcast, for example. Like this is something that I feel like is resonating and you know the content to me feels a lot more like I, I'm a lot more invested in this than I ever felt like I was in YouTube. How do you overcome the thought my target viewer is that that audience is small? Yeah, it is small. Uh, it probably always will be. I mean my target viewer is me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am literally making this content for people just like me who are starting pyro, um, you know, wanting to get into pyro musicals and just level up their, their fireworks shows and want to know where to start. So, you know, what better way than to go on YouTube, figure it out. Um, you find the novice pyro, you see he's a novice. He's trying to make his way, figure things out. Um, and, uh, hopefully you get some good information out of it. Um, but yeah, Caleb, I mean, that's, uh, it's a grind and, and uh, gosh, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, just the expectations, set the expectations of, you know, what, what you want to do. Um, that's awesome advice, me, dude. Yeah. Awesome for advice. For me, it's, you know, I'm not going to expect too much from it in terms of selfish gain, other than what I mentioned yeah. before, learning, and it helps me retain that information. Yeah, yeah. I know nothing of this, but I'm guessing too that it's got to be just like fireworks, something you find a passion to do. If not, you would stop doing it because like you said, it's amount of time and everything you put in effort. It's a lot. So just like fireworks, you got to love to do it, I guess. I mean, yeah, I know for sure (laughs) because I know the time he spends in this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't do it if, I wasn't passionate about digital art and digital creation. Um, you know, I've been doing like web design, like I said, for 20 years now. Um, and it's just, I've always been passionate about my work. Um, creating something from nothing is really cool. And uh, if I wasn't passionate, no, there's no way. There's no <laughs> yeah. way I would, oh, yeah. I would do it. I love it, dude. Good answer. All right, second one's from uh, Anonymous. <laughs> hey, uh... Long-time listener, love the podcast. It helps me get through the day on Fridays. For all the novices out there, I was just wondering if you guys were going to start over, would you still go with Cobra? Or Mm. would you go with FireTech, Mongoose, Ignite, Starfire, I know it's super expensive, but um, would you would you do anything differently? Because um, I know that's one of the most daunting 
things out there for people just getting into firing systems is really what firing system do I go with? So I'm, I'm curious to know if you would still go with Cobra or would you weigh the other options more and go with something different? Hmm. That's a good question. It is a good question. It is a very good question. question. Jamie has some good opinions too. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Jamie? So I would not do anything differently myself. Asking whether I want Cobra, Mongoose, FireTech, Starfire is like asking me if I'm a Ford guy or a Chevy guy or a Toyota guy. It's going to be a personal preference, you know? The four guys hate Chevys. The Dodge guys hate Fords. You know, it, <laughs> it's a battle that's never going to end. It's tr- <laughs> it's crazy. But what I decided upon is they're all great systems, and the service that I receive from the company I chose is phenomenal. They stand behind their product. They do what I ask. They always exceed beyond my expectations, and ultimately, I also have other people in my circle that use the system that I can get help from or borrow or just get a hand versus if I had a mongoose and I didn't have anybody around me that had that. So that can dictate what you go with too. If you got friends who have a particular system, it might be wise to go with that particular system because you have a group of people that can support you and help you and Make your shows bigger without having to buy multiple pieces of equipment. So that's my thought. What do you think, Mike? I agree with that. I also um, would not change anything I've done. I I guess, well, that's not true at all. Um, I would probably... (laughs) (laughs) Cut out a couple of the previous systems that we don't use anymore. That's actually actually right. Um, I would probably have started with Cobra. Um, But really, it's about your means, right? Uh, You know, I didn't want to dive into this spending thousands of dollars, right? I wanted to get my feet wet. But the question was, if you had to go back, I guess knowing what you know now, right? Um, I would have just started with Cobra. because the only reason why I didn't start with it is because it was expensive and I didn't know if, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, another thing I would do differently is the configuration that I got with Cobra. So I had no idea. Um, you know, I knew Cobra was modular, so I don't have to throw away the systems that I got, but I would like to have some slats and um, have you know, better options with the configuration I got. Um, And that would have been cheaper for me if I would have just known up front and and purchased the ones with the the DB25 connectors and whatnot and got some slack cables that come with that. Um, But now I got to buy those because... Living and learning, man. It's kind of at the heart of this question. AJ, what about you? I mean, I'm... Happy with what I have right now. I've had no issues. I've, I mean, every time I've used my system, it's been flawless for me. 
I like other systems uh, like backend a little bit, I guess, when you kind of look at some of the options that they have. But in the overall experience, Cobra is perfect for what I have, what my needs are. And like what Jamie said, having that network base of, you know, like for my show this year, hey, Nate, you're coming out and borrowing me all your equipment. Awesome. You know, you, <laughs> Jamie, Boring everybody. Yeah, you see, notice how uh, he told me that he was going to borrow. Oh, no, he knows already. <laughs> it wasn't a question. I'm still trying to cipher out the, the sentence. Don't, don't be mad that on the 4th of July, I'm going to be eating Nate's meat the whole time and you're going to be jealous. <laughs> I, I, I may have been eating Nate meat this entire time, but just saying. But it, it really comes down to like, the availability too. That's the biggest thing. You can find a lot more people with that system. So you're able to, again, network. And I've never had an issue, like I said, with my system. I've never come across somewhere I'm like, uh, this happened and it caused my show to fail kind of thing. So mm. why would I deter away from that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I guess I'll play the devil's advocate here for a minute and say that while I have always had a positive and awesome experience with the firing system that I have. I mean, kind of going back to the heart of the topic of discussion of this podcast, you know, especially for, for you, Mike, which was, you know, if I rewind, you know, when I bought my first 18M and the 18R in 2011, 2012. The OG. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, what I got was, it was really what was out there at the time. You know, and it was being pushed really hard. Scott did an, an amazing job of creating a market, a serviceable market, you know, in, in the hobbyist and, you know, paying attention to this niche and creating an affordable firing system. And I think that was at the time, it's, that is exactly why I jumped in and did it. Like if you fast forward to 2024, be ever cognizant of whatever your application is and then Try to educate yourself on what all of these different firing systems do. You know, what one might do well and what one may not do well. And then use that into your decision-making process as to whether or not it, it makes sense for you. You know, and I, I think I'll forever be a Cobra user because just the service I've got and the experience, you know, that it is the tool that allows me to be creative. And I have the system to thank for that. But that's like saying... You know, you can go to the store and buy a hammer. There's 40 hammers on the shelf that, that do the exact same thing. You know, the features of that hammer, it's probably a poor example, but, you know, the features of that, that hammer are going to be <laughs> different depending on the hammer. 16 ounce or 20 ounce. Yeah. <laughs> Size matters. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I guess like it's what you said too. Do your research, tell which, what features work for best for you. And are you going yeah. to be... Is this a single use a year kind of thing? You know, God, we, I think we kind of did an episode on this whole thing. <laughs> yep. And I agree with Michael too, is, you know, I would still, I personally would still choose Cobra, but I would have purchased things differently because after I bought a particular set of slats or cables, I decided that's not going to work for what I want. And if I'd done a little bit of research or talked to somebody who had actually utilized in my type of scenario, uh, the, the, the information that Michael puts out is, is phenomenal to, to 
to learn from before you make the mistakes that we do and spend money that could have been utilized toward what we're actually using today. Yeah, I still have to put more information out. <laughs> There's so much more. Mm-hmm. There's oh, never, never enough. Yeah. Never enough. <laughs> Slats. I mean, the series versus parallel debate. Uh, <laughs> that's a huge one for the uh, novice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know understands what, it right away. <laughs> I know what parallel wiring is. I know what series wiring is. Um, but when you mix it with the firing system and the slats and the the breakout boards and you're going, well, what do I do? And then the opinions are just back and forth. Yeah. In the end, yeah. what that means is just Ford and Chevy. just pick one (laughs) right and that's why it's so important that people are cognizant of how they're using something do you use uh, sequencers sequencers like uh, elaborate what sequencers are those things that activate more cues like instead of buying another module right you can trigger I don't know I think they come in 12 you can trigger 12 and you can chain them all together. Uh, I asked the question because I'm wondering if, I'm just now thinking in my mind, are those all designed in series? Ooh, I don't know. I've never uh, I don't know. I've never played with those. I know what you're talking about though. It's where you push Q1 and it fires Q1 on that one. You push Q1 again, it fires Q2 on that on that system kind of thing and just walks yeah. you down the list. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things you can do with sequencers that I think is pretty cool. Um, if those those have a local power source, though, the sequence higher they do. They did it. Sequencer yeah. has its own local power source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. You can you can fire you know one Q on a Cobra module that'll fire off whatever as many as you want. A hundred Qs on the sequencer, it'll go in mm. intervals. It'll go all at once, literally. And yeah, um, a lot of questions you know on the Facebook group. You know, how many can I fire at once, or or series versus parallel. Um, and I just discovered, you know, somebody deep in the comments was talking about, you know, just use these sequencers. Um, and I'm like, oh, what is this you speak of? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have yet to, uh, to get that's them new, and that's play with them. New to me. I have no idea what a sequencer is in fire. Who makes those? We talked about this. We talked no, about. No, we didn't. We didn't talk oh, about a sequencer. I'm gonna have to go back you to our be, messages from like four years talking ago. Talking about one of the. <laughs> One of your your other best friend. <laughs> oh, it was you. <laughs> I haven't no. seen that talked about on the forums in a long time now. Actually, it was huge pre twenty twenty times. I heard some people having issues with them, like going off early or like triggering them wrong, kind of thing. Yeah, so it's one it, thing it I teared me away too. from them. So I was like, you know, what? it's not worth it. It's at that point, it sounds like a safety issue. So I'm. I'm not going to do it kind of thing. But I haven't seen it brought up on Facebook in a really long time. Yeah, the uh, Pyro Creations uh, has a 12Q sequencer, which is the most popularly shared. Hey, yeah. try this, try this. Um, but it does look like, you know, the Bilisakin style module. So you do wonder, you know, about the quality or safety of it. But mm. uh, I, I have yet to find one um out there that's you know I, I haven't found any more. That's the only one I've found. I've done some <laughs> research into it, but yeah. um well back in the old Pyro U Day forums on the internet, <laughs> they were hugely talked about on there constantly. 
Because you'd have always people going, oh, we'll buy an AT&M and then buy six of these sequencers. And there you go. You have six AT&Ms for the price of one kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> but Yeah, sort of. But then at the same time, it's that whole issue came down to, you know, people were like, well, is it safe? Because it's you don't know who you're getting it from kind of thing. They were all handmade, at the, I think, at that time by some somebody. I can't remember his name. God, I wish mm. that site was still up. I miss that site. Interesting. Yeah. I, you know, as far as Q expandability goes, I mean, if it's a local power source, then shoot, yeah, that would expand your queues in any one particular spot. But that's the the holy grail. But it, it never truly worked in a pyro musical, though, where you had a script because until Cobra was able to fire the same cue constantly, it wouldn't work. So it was all for hand fire, and anyways, or push button. Yeah, by being able to reuse a cue now, that's huge. Yeah. Well, thank you, Anonymous. Mike, thanks again, man. Oh, no, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. Thank you yeah. so much for yeah. everything you do. Totally. Yeah, my pleasure. Keep it up and keep up the quality content and keep educating, man. Yeah, please do. Keep the, uh, the, I was telling Bo before you came on too, I was like, man, every time I watch one of his videos, he's got like that face where he just like makes you draw to it. You're like instantly look at it and you're like, uh, don't take this wrong. You know how Steve-O does those like crazy faces kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> First time I saw that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> uh, hey, whatever Mike, works. That sounds good to yeah. me. <laughs> Michael Carr, the Navis Pyro, thenavispyro.com. Uh, look him up on YouTube. Mikey, uh, you want to take us out of this thing? Stop talking about it. Yeah. Just stop talking about it, guys. Stop Come on. talking Great about it. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it.